1: Hey everyone's fans, welcome back to the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast. I'm host Mark Allred. This is episode 173, brought to you by betonline.ag. I don't even remember what quarantine episode this is. I'm losing my mind, trying to stay inside as much as possible. I'm on vacation this week, starting Monday. As an essential employee, I have to go back to work. But anyway, I just wanted to first start off by saying I hope that all the listeners and their families are doing well throughout this this ordeal. It is it's just it's terrible. It's, it gets worse every day, and uh, I just want to let you know that I'm thinking of you along with everybody else at the BlackAndGoldHockey.com um, team. We're all thinking of all of our supporters. So um, I have a, a special guest um, that I've been uh, working with all week, and uh, definitely looking forward to um, having him on. And we're also on YouTube, so uh, this is good because you, you've got to see this guy. He's a, he a total fan, and I'm so ready for this podcast. But I do want to talk about today's show sponsor, BetOnline.ag. With currently no NBA, NHL, or Major League Baseball, you might think there's nothing to bet on. Well, you'd be wrong. Our exclusive partner, BetOnline.ag, still has hundreds of sports events and games to wager on or let them bring Vegas to you with their online casino and blackjack. All open 24 hours a day and all online, including their $750,000 poker series. If you're into props and entertainment betting, you can still bet on Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol, stock prices, and even the weather. Visit the website and use uh, your mobile device and join today to receive a 100% welcome bonus. your first deposit and be sure to use promo code CLNS50. That's promo code CLNS50. BetOnline.ag, your online wagering experts. So um, with that being said, and thank you to BetOnline.ag for their awesome sponsorship. As always, even through these tough times, they're still hanging on to us, which is awesome. But got to keep the content going every week and I'm really really happy about this uh, this guest. Yeah, he is just known as Bruins Lucador and he is he is the and, and please please he is the JumboTron whore at TD Garden and and I love it. I love it how how he gets the crowd going and he's very just uh just just full of energy. Bruins Lucador, welcome to the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast, my friend.
2: What's going on? Good to see you. How's it going? Good. Uh, yeah, good. Let's yeah, it this. looks
1: great, man. looks it's, great. It's, what are you using now? It's luchador. Oh, luchador?
2: Yes. Oh, I yes. thought you
1: would. Oh, see, I did my little research, and I thought it was called Lucador as in.
2: No, that's, well, that's how I say it, so we're just going to go with that. Okay. <laughs> I could be wrong, Hey. Whatever. Oh,
1: all right. <laughs> Maybe my research is bad. Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, no, it's a real pleasure to have you on the program. I see you on the Jumbotron all the time. And uh, and, yeah, it's just uh, absolutely amazing. Um, How's everything going? Hopefully you and family are staying healthy and safe. I know you're working still too. So um, tell tell us about uh, what's going on in your life today.
2: Yeah, what's going on? Uh, First of all, happy to be here. This is uh, my first podcast, so I hope I do good. Awesome. Um, Yeah, I'm still working seven days a week, luckily. just doing what I can for as long as I can and trying to stay happy, you know. Just trying not to think about the Bruins right now.
1: It's, no it's kidding. It's
2: tough, you know. Yeah. Oh, just so tough. We were in first place. Uh, <laughs> we'll save that for later. <laughs> Absolutely. Just doing what I can. Just going to work, coming home, sitting here. Yeah. I, I opened up the Xbox for the first time in like a year, so I've been playing a little bit of Xbox. That's about it, you
1: know. No shit yeah it's tough times uh, with it, with everything. I mean, this is a worldwide pandemic that we're all all suffering, and um, we got to do what has to be done to to uh, fight this battle and, and do what's right for humanity as always. But um, to get off of the uh, you know the, the tough talk and so on, let's bring it back to the like some happy Bruins talk. and I, I'd like to know um, your past when it comes to Boston Bruins and, and the history with you. How long have you been been a fan?
2: So I was a fan since I was a kid, and then uh, I fell out of it a little bit. I actually started getting into trouble, and that was taking up most of my time. And then I decided I want to get back into it. So my first game I went to was 2011, a regular season game against the Devils. And I just tried, tried, tried getting on the Jumbotron the entire game, and couldn't do it so from then on out i was trying to figure out a way to get it done and and now you kind of got what you're looking at here if you happen to be watching us on youtube
1: yeah yeah definitely if you if you um want to see what's going on here and my friend uh um luchador ah i got it
2: There we um, go. uh
1: you got to go to the youtube channel and that is at black and gold hockey podcast on youtube so check it out and uh subscribe hit the hit the subscription, hit the uh notification button, you know, you know what to do. But uh no, that's awesome. Uh, and um yeah, I love the mask. And and, and that just segues right into, into the next topic is is uh tell us about the mask and how it all became
2: all right so five years ago my buddy went to Mexico and he knew about my jumbotron problem. He came back with my original mask which is actually right here and uh, I was going to an away game of all places in Buffalo, and he (laughs) said, I'll give you the mask for free if you wear it in Buffalo. So I went, I wore it, I was hated by everybody, so I knew I had to stick with it. Like, I had to run out of the building. We won, and I just remember running as fast as I could, and I'm fat, so it wasn't that fast. (laughs) And I was drinking, so I had to wobble as fast as I could to a taxi and the taxi just saw this guy wobbling towards him in a mask and he just drove away from me so now i'm stuck in the middle of buffalo and i have to run even further to the next guy to get out of there. but that was the start of the mask and now this one i had custom made because other people kept finding that mask so i reached out to a mask maker from california mask maniac and we worked together. We sent over a hundred emails back and forth and we came up with this. And just an audio description for those listening, it's two yellow horns on the sides, a yellow mohawk going down the middle. I have yellow around the eyes and then the perfect brewing symbol.
1: Nice. On both sides. That
2: is badass. Oh yeah. So now I think every year I'm gonna do a new one just to separate, you know?
1: Yeah, that's wicked cool then. And, uh, yeah, your energy on, on the Jumbotron is absolutely amazing. Uh, I'm not a big, you know, I, I'm camera shy. But, I mean, I do this because I'm by myself in my office. But I couldn't see doing it with uh, 18,000 in the building.
2: You know, it's funny. I used to get so nervous, but now I just oh, I, live, I live for it. I love it. And I still haven't won fan of the game because a damn baby always beats me. <laughs> like, all I want to do is win a damn pizza and you got some baby. And damn diapers that beats me. It's awful every time.
1: Damn. Five kids. <laughs>
2: times I was nominated this year. Five times beaten by a child.
1: No kidding. <laughs> uh, I, are you a season ticket holder? Um, I actually,
2: I, I help a guy out. He's a season ticket holder, uh, Loge three, row seven, um, and I buy a large percent. I buy twenty to thirty percent every year, so I get him at close to cost. Nice. And then I, I jump around for a couple of other games and, uh, my boss actually rents a suite out or he did, uh, last year it was center ice, uh, suite Five Forty One, And this year it's a couple over, but yeah, so I'm all over the place in there.
1: That's awesome, man. That is wicked cool. Um, jump, jump I was going to jump to, uh, actually I was going to save this one for last, but I'm going to do it now. Um, well, how about your thoughts on the this new seating arrangement that happened before the the start of this year? Um, the they, they added, I believe, one extra seat to each row, and then a bunch of uh, seats up top on the ninth floor. But um, as a regular go, I I haven't been there this year. I just I just I can't afford to go. The the prices are ridiculous. But I hear. Um, um well, the legroom, the seating? What what was the difference? So do you want to know selfishly my view or for everybody else? You can tell it w- the way it is, my friend.
2: I'll tell it both. For me, it actually helps me because it scooched me over to the left. So now the Jumbotron camera guy doesn't have to reach around the glass. He has a more direct shot. Nice. But for my Bruins family, the balcony was uh, way more affected than uh, Loge. Uh balcony's way worse now uh loge does have an extra seat per row i believe but it's not that bad up top you really notice and there's a bar where there used to be a wall so now if you're sitting in the back row where you used to be able to stand up people are starting to complain like i don't know if you've ever heard of xana dude he's a really famous bruins fan he uh he rollerblades in front of the garden before the games and i've seen him on video yes yes That's where he sits. He sits center ice and he used to be last row so he could get as wild as he could. Now there's a bar behind him, so he's always fighting with people at the bar. It's a pain in the ass. It's not ideal.
1: Yeah, that's terrible. Yeah, I I, I, made out
2: but a lot of people
1: didn't. Right. Absolutely selfishly you did, right?
2: Yeah, that's (laughs) why I said which way do you want to know? Yeah, exactly
1: yeah the uh it, i mean all year i've heard all the complaints from guests that we've had previously on and so on that the i mean if you were above five eight you this the legroom was terrible yeah
2: know? yeah no i'm uh six 260 pounds and uh i feel bad for the person whoever sits to my left because it's always my girlfriend to my right yeah but i'm jumping up and down elbow like i'm sorry. If you're listening, i'm sorry
1: <laughs> I hope he's listening. I like the listens man, but you're jumping around practically jumping into his lap, right oh yeah, oh,
2: I've <laughs> fallen into people it's bad, and I don't even drink. I actually don 't drink at the garden
1: yeah i I stopped on i'm I'm in my mid forties now, so um I have responsibilities well, I did back then too, but I didn't give a shit, but now I do it 's like. You go to a weekend game, I'm sorry, a weekday game, and I used to get loaded all the time. And the next day, it was just, I felt like death. Yeah, oh, I mean, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't care if Tuka Rask got a, an 80-save shutout, man. I was I was ripping it up. I'd go to work. I was miserable. Um, most of the time, I never went to work because I was just, like, you know, up sick all the time. So, uh, yeah, I stopped doing that. So, when I when I do have a chance to go to Bruins games, I try to do it on the weekends preferably the afternoon games cuz those are the best cuz you can yeah. go pregame you can post game and then be home by like 9 and passed out perfect i love those yep. yeah i live too. on
2: cape so i love the afternoon games i can get home at a decent hour
1: yeah um, absolutely yeah um, but i don't
2: i don't drink in the uh i don't drink in the mass like i just First of all, I stick out, so I want to be on my best behavior. And like a lot of kids, like taking pictures of me, and you don't want to be the drunk guy taking pictures of kids, you know what yeah. I mean? You want to have half a mind about you, so right? Well, this idiot is is a hundred percent natural.
1: <laughs> That's awesome. Um, this is a, this is an interesting one that just came out uh, in, on April first, um, and it's uh, an athletic article from Jonathan Willis. And when you're not whoring it up on the Jumbotron at TD Garden, and you're at home watching the, the road games and so on, um, this was something I wanted to talk to you about. Uh, what, what, I don't know if you saw this article at all, but the, um, uh, Jonathan Willis wrote an article on April 1st, as, as I said, about the best and worst markets to watch hockey games on TV. Yeah, uh, yep, yep. Bruins were ranked dead last. Jack and Brick, dead last. Dead and last, yeah. And they were, they were really talking about the homerism that, you know, that they have. And it, 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 it kind of made me wonder. It's like, okay, but you're, you're, you're calling the game. You're representing that team. That's kind of what your job is.
2: That's, that's how I feel. I've always – I don't know why people get mad at Jack for being a homer. I felt like this. National guys, don't be biased. But if you're riding the damn team plane – be a little biased. Like, I, don't, I love Jack. I love Jack. Actually, when I, uh, when I flew back from the Nashville game I went to, I was on the plane with Brickley because it was uh, the Bruins' parents' trip, the Bruins' moms' trip, and all the moms flew on the plane with the Bruins, so Brick had to fly commercial. And me and him were on the same flight. And, I mean, after a day of work and travel and 15 people talking to him, he still couldn't have been nicer to me. And talk to me for about fifteen minutes about anything I had to ask them.
1: That's okay, awesome. I love
2: those guys, yeah,
1: yeah. And and his insight to the game is just like it's it's beyond ordinary from any other market that I've heard. I know Jack can go off on his tangents and and the things that he said, the Keystone Cops and the Serpentine yeah, yeah. Route and everything like this, but. I like the way Brick talks about the game and teaches. I mean, he's basically a teacher to everybody on TV that's listening to him. Um, and he's just really, really intelligent. And, and I like the way he just – he doesn't make it complicated to people that are listening that might not be so intelligent in the game, uh, much like myself. It's just, you know, I feed off of that. I learn from that. And uh, I, I think it's a good team. I, but above all, I, I, I mean I, – when I'm at home, I like to have my drinks because that's, you know, I'm responsible at home, but I'm not out out in (laughs) in public. But when Jack goes on, I play the drinking games. If he says something, it's like... Oh, I
2: love it. Jack Bingo, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Uh, yeah, I got the Jack
1: Bingo card.
2: (laughs) No, I mean, I I like it. I don't know why you want two of the same type of people. I think it's a great combination. A lot of times, people want the more serious person who would be brick to maybe be the play-by-play, play, and then maybe Jack be the color, almost like uh, Soce and Zolak. Zolak's a more colorful one, yeah. you know, no pun, no pun intended. Yeah. He's a color guy. But uh, but I have no problem with it. I think it's great. It's like a Jerry the King Lawler and a Jim Ross setup. It's a high and a low. Jack gets high, and then Brickley will just hit you with a straight line with almost no emotion, you know?
1: Yeah, and, uh, yeah. I, 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 I love it. When, um, see, and you probably remember this, I'm not sure how old you are, but uh, when I was growing up, it was it was Fred Cusick and Derek Sanderson. And both, yeah. of, the, both of those guys were pretty much, they were just like flat. I mean,
2: yeah.
1: entertaining, right. but they were pretty much just flat. And like, when you're talking about the highs and lows, Jack can get you a fan excited on TV. And like you said, that brick can bring oh, yeah. you down and, and just kind of bring it. Uh, to, in layman terms, if you, if you will, um, on how everything's going, how a play's developing and so on. So um, it's enjoyable. I, I, I love it. But to be ranked 31st, it's like, I mean. No, that's especially on the Nessun puts out a good product. Yeah. It's not like it's sloppy. It's fast. Camera change.
2: They're on the puck. Like everyone hates the ticker. I get that. But I mean, it's not bad. 31st. No. Like yeah. the panthers like oh my god i'd love to see a home broadcast of like a arizona coyotes or florida panthers like oh <laughs> absolutely um
1: geez this is I and mean, this is a tough one we're going back to uh Cor- coronaville um and this is not easy for me because these all three of these people are i consider Friends and I, I'm not saying that I, I work with them on a regular. I've hung around with them um, with press access in the past, but um, recently uh, Boston Bruins layoffs and uh, Marissa and Jimmy from the Boston uh, Herald, Jimmy Murphy, he's he's laid off. And yesterday night, uh, WEEI's and NHL.com's Matt Callman was um, he? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. He tweeted out last night that he has lost uh, a lot uh, a couple of his freelance jobs, but he did mention that he would be writing a lot of Bruin stuff for Forbes magazine. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's, it, I understand the business I really do. Um, and, and especially for like Marissa I, in the Boston globe, they were flying her all over the place. Uh, and it, that's a lot of money. That's huge bucks. And, and unfortunately for Marissa, she was also told that the layoff also comes with the termination of her position. So even if everything comes back, they're not going to have another position like that. Steve Conroy who writes for the Herald now, and he's their senior writer, he stays on the paper. So they're making, making cuts, but unfortunately it's just, it, it does happen. But what it does is, um, it really puts like my job and what I'm doing here at the Black and Gold Studio and everybody else, the 20 writers that work for for um, us on the on the team. It really puts a damper on what to talk about, uh, quoting certain articles and, yeah, and getting no, ideas. I bet,
2: yeah. it's Sorry, just, I was quiet. I was just trying to take it all in and uh, think. <sighs> yeah, it's anytime anyone loses a job, it's tough, especially since. Newspapers might not understand how important those particular jobs are. People who don't follow sports don't understand like how important it is. It's not that sports is the most important thing in the world. It's that it takes our minds off the most important things in the world. Yes, exactly. You know, it's, it's, I'm a 32 year old man. I'm a construction worker. Like I've been injured oh, heavily. Like, it's the only time as an adult I can act like an idiot and act like a kid. Like, people need that release. You know, politics isn't that release. A lot of this TV isn't released for these people. A lot of people look to sports, and that's what they don't understand. I think if you're talented, though, you're going to make it. You will find a new job. It's just going to evolve. It's going to be more podcasts like yours. And like what well, Chris Mancuso was doing over there, and their names, the name, like, the salad God, Mancuso. Too. Oh, I love him. He's hilarious. He's oh, so funny, God. man. He was supposed to be my first podcast, but his Twitter got the Rona, so I, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't wait any longer. He disappeared.
1: And then I come know? sneaking in your DMs. Yeah, and yeah. Like... I
2: told him, though, and I know that you two are cool, so I was like, oh, you'll yeah. allow it.
1: Yeah, he, he said, as long as it was me, it was okay. Yeah.
2: And I photoshopped that picture of him that looks like Joe Dirt. So I kind of like buttered him up nice. like that. You know? Nice. Yeah. Love it. You got to kiss ass sometimes.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's it's just tough. It's, I mean, it just seems like as this goes on, it, it, more and more of our passion for the sport is being taken away. And now it's going to be, unfortunately, I hate talking about it, but it's going to put all the attention on it and maybe... Maybe that's what needs to be done for people to realize what's going on and act appropriately to to um, to fight this uh, the right way. Like, uh, like I like I told you I didn't want to do this, but I, I read the uh, an article today on from the Salisbury Police Department. And that's a town that's right across the street. And, you know, people need to go and have things to eat. So some peach pizza was available and some other stuff was available, but people were taking advantage of it. There were lines of, of cars going down one road to go to the beach and hang out and, and, and have pizza and someone with your family. But what you're also doing is you're also breaking this, uh, the social separation rule. And the yeah. Board, of Health, Board of Health came in today and shut them down. Everything. The businesses are done. They can't make any money and nobody's getting fed and they shut down the, the whole road. It's like, come on, smarten the hell up.
2: Yeah, you don't know what you get till you lose it. And that's definitely going to be the case with some of these writers. Because what they don't understand about Bruins fans is Bruins might be the... I mean, Bruins hockey might be the fourth-ranked sport nationally. But Bruins are a huge fan base. And they're dedicated. And they're intelligent. And they're intelligent. And it's not this... I hate the term, but there's less pink hats. There's less people who are into hockey casually. If you're into hockey, you're usually a diehawk.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Another topic that I wanted to bring up was, um, uh, the, the ownership, um, thoughts on the ownership and what happened with the, uh, this, this, this pause and, and how long they waited to, to, uh, you know, have the backs of their employees. Uh,
2: I'm going to try to watch my words because I'm still there and I'm still very visible. (laughs) I don't want to get myself the boot, but I mean, it's just not good PR. You have the money. I have a bunch of, I have friends on the bull gang. I have friends that are uh, one of the part-time announcers, uh, Steve Forney. Steve Forney, I'm probably pronouncing it wrong. He's a, a friend of mine. I'm hoping it's a full-time gig, but anyway, I have friends up and down that building from security to bull gang to bartenders, and and it's just like, it's just awful. These people take it, they're the backbone of it. Without that, nothing runs. Like, you can have 30 people in an office without people and boots to the ground. Nothing's happening. You're not making any money, and I get it. It's technically a part-time job, but it's such a, hard part-time job to have because of the unusual hours and schedule that most people that have that job don't have another full-time job they either have another part-time job or supplement it through uber you know what i mean it's not like you can just go rely on your full-time job a lot of guys don't have that
1: right well one thing uh that uh, jimmy murphy and thankfully he's still writing but he's doing it for the bostonhockeynow.com website. Uh, definitely give those guys a follow Ann Murph on Twitter. Um, but this article that I'm looking at right now, sorry about the bright. I got the, uh, the whole the laptop in front of me and I'm blind. So <laughs> uh, this was interesting to me because I didn't know, I knew that Delaware North did concessions and so on, and they had their uh, staple across the country. But, That's how
2: he made all his money.
1: Yeah, but I didn't know this. And I'm, gonna, I'm just going to read a paragraph or two. Uh, Delaware North is a hospitality, entertainment, and leisure company that owns restaurants, casinos, catering, and food services at resorts, stadiums, arenas, and national parks in the United States, Canada, the U.K., Singapore, Australia, and New Zealand. Prior to the coronavirus hitting Asia, then North America and Europe, There were, um, as Charlie pointed out, Charlie Jacobs, the the son that uh, recently took over, you know that, Mm -hmm. there were 55,000 employees worldwide that were affected by this that were under the Jacobs umbrella and they were being paid by Delaware North. And now after layoffs and furloughs, there's just 1,100 employees remaining. Man. Yeah, that's a lot. Um, those who survived the mass job cuttings process said, Charlie, uh, it was gut-wrenching, uh, but to take the pay cuts at, at that saw senior staff taking uh, the higher percentage. Um, from the outset, it was important to dad, which was, is obviously um, um, Jeremy. Uh, Lou Jacobs was also in this, in this conference call that was uh, done by uh, Michael Silverman of the Boston Globe. Um, where to go! To, to, to the Bruins were uh, his early focus, um, but we're sh- short of saying, Dad. We're uh, dealing with a portfolio of businesses here. We've got to come up with a better overall strategy for everyone else. We actually were the ones who put our hands up and said, "Can we slow down on this and address it that later?" So. I don't know, kind of tells me from what I read and, and I'm just paraphrasing from that article that the, the younger Jacobs were, were the ones that really put their foot forward uh, to, the, to the old man and uh, said, we need to do something sooner or later. Crazy, that, huh?
2: As far as helping out or as far as not helping out? As far helping as helping out. out. Correct? Yeah. yeah. That's, that's, how I, that's how I read it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's because the kids are probably obviously more aware of social media and they got killed. They got killed on Twitter for that Killed. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I'm not unhappy about it. <laughs> but uh, it, it, I, I don't know what's going to happen. I wouldn't even doubt if, if the kids sell the team in about 10 to 15 years because how many of the kids does he have?
1: Um, I think he's got four. I think he might oh, have three, a- three sons and one daughter. I could be wrong on that
2: from what I heard, he left it to all of them. Yeah, I mean, money, money doesn't split four ways year after year, after year between family. Right. If you're professionals, you can work it out. But I think all in the family is going to be a huge
1: problem. $3.7 billion a year. Uh, and never mind the, the total asset cost. Everything else? Everything. You know, yeah. Hof-
2: hopefully they split and just one kid gets the Bruins. Like, I don't want four people owning the team.
1: Yeah. So because that is... To me, it's a conflict of interest.
2: Absolutely,
1: you know, it's just crazy.
2: Four, um, get get four people in a room and try to get them to agree on anything. Oh yeah, I, we, never mind four brothers and sisters. Are you kidding me?
1: Yeah, especially with the the fortunes like that. That it does. It's not going to be pretty. <laughs> it does not. No. But um, it it happens elsewhere too. I mean, the Pagoulas in Buffalo are, are kind of like that too. And you know, it's just yeah, it's absolutely crazy. Um geez oh the um this is just an added one for so a little extra content uh the president of the united states was uh had a phone call um with the all the commissioners of all major sports in, in the united states um and i don't know what they were going to discuss nothing's been leaked or anything like that but um if it does come out i mean we could be looking at a, a cancellation of the rest of the season i hate saying that i i absolutely hate saying that but um my question to you luchador is how do you feel about if and there's no rule there's absolutely no rule in the books about if the season ends we give the cup to the guy so that's the,
2: been debunked that's
1: yeah been debunked. oh hell yeah oh, okay. yeah there's there's no rule i mean i've i've researched the books And there's a couple other people that have done it on Twitter and they said the same thing. And I trust their word too, because I know that they do the hard work and, and, uh, and look into these things. I mean, there's like, there's like 300 pages. So, um, but what are your thoughts on that? I mean, let me, let me, let me go first, but I'm the type of person that you need to earn it. And to me, you didn't earn it. You, 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 you might've gotten the president's trophy. That's fine. But you just can't take the Stanley Cup. And a lot of people are like that. It's just like give the Bruins the cup, cancel the season, and let's start in October, November, whenever we gotta do But your thoughts.
2: Uh, it's so tough. Do I want a cup? Yes. Do I want it like that? No. Hold on one second. I gotta go to water.
1: Yeah, no problem. Yeah, and and uh, I'll just I'll just pick up on where I'm going. There's just there's no way I would want that either. you worked hard all day man
2: (laughs) yeah this mask is constricting i'm fat i got all kinds of problems going on here all right we're good so uh i i don't i don't want the cup i mean there'd be an asterisk next to it it just sucks because we're doing so good it's just one of those things i mean it's never happened before it might never happen again in my lifetime but just give us the President's Trophy or whatever, best. that's it. I mean, nobody gets the Stanley Cup. If somebody goes back to the best team of that year, the Bruins, who are probably going to win the Bruins, but you'll never know. Right. Just sucks because I thought they were going to have Stanley Cup hangover. Then they came out flying. Then they lost, I think it was four games in a row, and they didn't do that all last year. Then they lost four games in a row again later on. And they came out flying again. And now, like, I was supposed to go to the Tampa game, but I said no so I could go to the game after, and the game after never happened.
1: Yeah, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, oh, were you talking about the Columbus game? Yep. Ah, oh, that's right, because um, uh, Chris Blackie, the uh, host of the uh, Big Bad Bruins podcast, was going to be there on uh, Saturday, March 14th for yes, the and a bunch of other people were supposed to go to that game too. I was gonna, I wasn't gonna go to the game, but I was gonna go and have beers with those guys before and possibly after. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's you just... need, I know you said tickets were expensive. If you need tickets, send me the DM.
2: Half of the Avengers are season ticket holders, I'll nice. send you the list next year, and they're close to cost. Oh, really. And they're all, we got people in Lodge, I'm in Lodge, Bear Man's in Lodge. There's like 10 people upstairs, two of them in 307. Maybe, th- we're just uh, everywhere. <laughs> all
1: right. No, I'll definitely do that. I appreciate that, man. That's, that's wicked cool. Um, oh, geez, I, I don't know. I got, I think I'm all out of things to talk about. Um, do you have anything you want to talk about? All right. All right do you, do you think you're ever going to see kevin miller again i don't believe so and mm-hmm. and i'll tell and i'll tell you why it's because of what's going to happen what what's happening right now with this pandemic is also going to affect the uh increase in um in revenue so the salary cap which was projected to go to 84 million between 84 and 88 million is probably oh, wow. going to be the same as last season if not a million or two lower. So I don't think that his 2.5, 2.7 whatever he makes is going to is going to warrant a resigning. i actually see a player like Joachim Nordstrom um, gone. I see a player like um Paul possibly being bought out for the purpose of I mean you you still have to sign like Tory Crew, Grizzlick, um uh, and unfortunately, I don't see in this situation Now, if this never happened, I could see Halak coming back because of the increase in the the salary cap. But with no increase, I don't see him coming back. And that's unfortunate because that that 1A, 1B has really been good for the past two seasons. And Tuca really thrives on something like that. So...
2: I, I just it's like everybody who has the best personality and works so hard always I feel so bad about David Back it's not being able to keep up. Yep. Before that McQuaid was my favorite Bruin. He can't keep up. Like yeah. It Don't be surprised.
1: Sucks. Don't be surprised if you see Adam McQuaid back, not on the ice. He has been seen. I, I am a credential uh media writer for the uh, with the Providence Bruins. Not with the Providence Bush, but but through their credentials. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I get it. And
1: I've seen him several times down in Providence with Chris Kelly and um, Don Sweeney. So I don't be surprised if when things get back up and running, that he is part of um, the de- uh, developmental role in the system, um, much like Sweeney did when he retired and got out of the game, came in as a um, uh, developmental, perf- you know, pro. I, I don't remember what they call that. But um, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt that he'll be in some kind of role with the Bruins later on next season, maybe even the season after. Um, But uh, yeah, I mean, he's got a lot, he's got a lot to offer. He's got, I mean, he can, he can talk about his defensive skills, but he can also add that element that I know it's going out of the game and so on, but if you need it, you need to know how to defend yourself. So, I mean, oh, yeah, he can go absolutely. up and down that lineup and be one of those guys that says, you know, this is what you got to do. Uh, if you're this short, you need to do this. If you're this oh, tall, absolutely. you need to
2: punch yeah,
1: no. down, you know.
2: And, so. and just, he, he he's very... Uh he's it's weird because he's not overly aggressive like even after he fights like there's sometimes he'll knock somebody out if you watch on youtube then he almost looks like he feels sorry for the guy like it's weird as soon as he's done with the fight boom back to just calm cool calm and collective like it's the strangest thing yep (laughs) he's so in with his emotions like
1: absolutely uh, the um, yeah, the 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 the, uh, the landscape next season is going to be so weird. Just do you
2: think they're going to uh, postpone the Seattle team a year?
1: Cause I know we're going
2: to lose players because of that, and then Chara's probably going to be retired. Like, yeah, that, that's yeah. What there's another my one heart I forgot. The
1: Chara. There's another one I totally forgot about. Is is what's he going to do? I mean. I mean, does he come back at a, at a team friendly, you know, at a, at a, uh, a player, I can't even think of the word, a player minimum, you know, that's a million dollars. The
2: veteran minimum.
1: Veteran minimum. Yeah. It's a million bucks. So, I mean, that could happen. Um, but would he like be that type of person? I know he's, I mean, he's very thoughtful. He he
2: loves hockey. I think so.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But would he, would he, would he go (laughs) like, save that million dollars and I'll just hang them up so you guys can, can build a winner next season. I mean, it's tough. I don't to know it. because
2: uh, the, the way people are paying for defensemen now, I'd pay a million dollars a year to put him on a third line, a second line. Yeah. I don't know who would be the second line, but I could figure out a first line between McAvoy and Carlo and somebody else. Yeah. Put him on the second. He's worth a million dollars a year for that. Okay.
1: And I like I like that I like that talk about uh, Carlo and McAvoy on the top pairing. You get a shutdown guy, but you also get a guy that's offensive that can break out and, and transition fast. Um, you yeah, know,
2: I it, don't know why people don't like that pairing, but I know they. Uh, I can't even say their body type is similar because McAvoy's a little bit more heavy, and Carlo's taller. But I, I think it's a great pairing.
1: Yeah, I mean the second pairing could be a uh, Krug and Lozon. And then the third parent yeah. could be Chara Grizzlick.
2: Yeah. Nothing wrong or, with that? Or, or Chara and a new guy. He can teach the new guy for one more year. Yep. Have you, I, I, I love when people get one year or two year under Chara. Look at Carlo. Look at McAvoy. I mean. Oh, he
1: teaches very well. He, he, yeah. he does so good with those guys. He doesn't call the rookies, rookies. No. Nope. Yeah. He, he's, it's, it's, it's professional. As soon as you walk in that door, you, you are greeted with like a family. And I, I appreciate yeah. that. All right. Um, geez, we've talked about 50 minutes. <laughs> That's about all I got for now. <laughs> all right. All right. Um, Bruins Luchador, I want to say yes, thank sir. you very much for, for uh, uh, jumping on the show. I really appreciate that getting the content out. Um, if I keep going with these over the summer, uh, maybe we'll, we'll revisit this and um, we'll do some scheduling and, and talk and hopefully uh, some kind of clarity of what's going to happen next season or something to do with uh, the rest of this season. But uh, regardless, I really appreciate the time, bud.
2: Absolutely. Thank you. It was a blast. It's some of the best hour I've had in about two weeks.
1: Uh, that's awesome. <laughs> to talk about uh, I'm, the I'm gr- gr- Bruins. I'm glad that I could put a, you know, a smile on your face and, and talk some Bruins instead of just everything else. So.
2: Oh, and I know all. The, if you want to do something, if you need me to grab another super fan, have you, have you ever met Paula from 307? No. Oh, my God. She's a riot. She's been in movies. She's about five foot eight, a raging lesbian. And she, she admits she loves the fact. I'm not just saying it. Like she, <laughs> that's the first thing she ever said to me um she's a lawyer she's just she uh she's so tough it's she she'll talk down a six foot five 300 pound man and she's she's been a she hasn't missed a game in i don't think 30 years she's amazing oh
1: man we'll have to do something because i can have up to a, i can have up to a hundred people on this uh on this connection oh my <laughs> can you imagine all the
2: faces we can get oh my god <laughs> Uh, uh, thanks a but, lot man.
1: yeah absolutely and thank you so much uh, uh, Bruins Luchador and, and love the mask love the enthusiasm and hope you, got, you get back to it along with the other 18,000 in the building I uh, also want to say thanks to all the listeners that have been sticking through this, uh, this quarantine um, time and, and listening to the podcast we, we keep putting out the content please go to blackandgoldhockey.com read all the writers that we have. We have 20 writers. We're still looking for more people. So send me an email at blackandgoldpod, I'm sorry, blackandgoldhockeyblog at gmail.com. Send me a cover letter and and a little bit about yourself and we'll talk. So uh, thanks again, everybody. I really appreciate it. And then one more time for the Bruins luchador. Thanks. Thank you very much, sir.
2: Thank you. Uh, I miss you, Bruins. If you don't come back, I'm gonna go hold the speaker over my head outside of the Bobby Orr statue. Try oh. me. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Try me. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: All I'll right, bud. You. Take care, man. Take care.
0: Thanks again for listening to and supporting Black and Gold Hockey Podcast.